If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bones. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it indeed. Welcome to Wrestling Observer Live. My name is Mike Sempervivi, here with you for the next hour, talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Something we do every single day here on the Sports Byline Radio Network. And however you're joining me today, whether it be through TuneIn, iHeart, American Forces Radio, over-the-air affiliates like the Mightier 1090, SportsByline.com, SiriusXM 156, podcast, or streaming on Twitch or YouTube. But just want to say thank you for spending some time with me today. I need you. The boss man's not here. I'll be filling in for Brian Alvarez all week. For those of you who only have any knowledge of the Empire directly through this show, you need to expand your horizons more. Number one. Number two, you may not know that Brian Alvarez has never taken a family vacation where he was away from work. We make jokes about him going to the dentist. We make jokes about him going to Cannon Beach and all that sort of stuff. But the reality is... This guy has not taken a real vacation in like 15 years. Certainly not since he he started having kids. He is either producing a show, he is on a show, he is on a phone call. Something is always taking place. But finally, he decided to listen to Oreo the Orca. Finally, one time in his life, not just to to pick up trash and to to make the waterways better, but to, to do something for himself and his family. So he's out there with Oreo the York on the water, and he'll be back next week, I believe at least on this show, unless he just decides he enjoys this way too much and, and doesn't come back at all. But until then, I'll be holding down the fort. You never know who might show up. Except for today, you already know who's going to show up. My co-host on on occasional UFC post shows right here on twitch.tv backslash F4W video, Filthy Tom Lawler, your New Japan Strong Openweight Champion is going to be joining me today to talk about a ton of things, including some great women's wrestling that we saw, and even stardom. Yeah, we're going to talk about that Lash Legends Saray match, and a whole lot more when we get back from break. This is Wrestling Observer Live. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu. 
and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. Here at Alico.com, we work hard to offer a variety of quality products at an affordable price and are committed to providing you with an exceptional experience. With our rising outdoor living brand, we are delivering high-quality backyard products right to your door. Choose from a wide selection of awnings, gazebos, fencing, pet kennels, saunas, and more. View our full selection at Alico.com. That's A-L-E-K-O.com. 10% off plus free shipping on any item. Use code RADIO10 at checkout. Alico.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Uh, welcome back to the show. Mike Sempervivi here with your Wrestling Observer Live. We do this show one hour at a time, but if you want us 24-7, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Sempervivi. This show is at WNF4W. The broadcaster is at Sports Byline USA. And if you love pro wrestling, at Mid-Atlantic Pod. You could try to tweet at Brian Alvarez, but he probably won't be getting back to you. You would be better off tweeting at your New Japan Strong Openweight Champion and today's co-host, he might be the co-host all week for all I know, Filthy Tom Lawler. Filthy, what's going on? Thanks for the great introduction, Mike. I am here recovering after a long weekend of having my face shifted in multiple directions at AIW Wrestling and also 
on New Japan Strong, where I defeated and retained said championship, the Strong Openweight Championship, with a victory over Fred Rosser to end the year on a high note for both of us, I'd say, Mike, and bring home the win for the Empire. Thank you for that. You know, at least there's a winner here in the Empire. And first, too, and let me just, I want to thank producer Dom, who has us on like a 15-second delay because it's the two of us, in case we slip at any point during this broadcast. We do want to mention him right off the bat and apologize if we somehow get cut off the air and Fish Talk uh, just miraculously appears at some point during the show. But you did have a very long weekend. And with Brian not being here, we're going to probably have to take a look at your exploits on Strong, which there were there were ups and downs to, and of course SmackDown, which you usually review with Brian on the Monday afternoon show, which we can take care of here. But AIW over the weekend, there is a tweet circulating around of you getting hit very very hard. That is correct. That's an, an accurate assumption. I was in a four way match with Levi Everett, who ended up uh, being the winner of that contest actually levi everett derek dillinger and isaiah broner and uh i was you know what mike i've actually had multiple people in the wrestling industry uh reach out to me after seeing that tweet asking if i was okay so i'd like to uh thank the the various people who did so but i i'm luckily i'm fine um and i'm who hit you harder him or coglin broner for sure was it (laughs) yeah yeah, not even a question on that one. <laughs> the weak hands. Now, you, I, I guess we'll get into it because we Brian has brought up on the show, he thought you were going to take the L to Fred Rosser. That obviously didn't happen. You, you survived him. Another successful defense, another notch on your belt as being the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. But a man that you jettisoned away, a man that wanted to go out and, I guess, sow his wild wrestling oats, his sports entertainment oats, came back into the fold, and he looked like he would come back and be a, a family member again, a man who understood the the error of his ways and looked like he was coming back to his sensei, which would be you, filthy Tom Lawler. But Tyler Rust, Rust Taylor, Taylor's Ham, whatever this man's name is, grew his hair out and all of a sudden thinks he's somebody, interrupted you on the microphone and laid you out. What is that about? Yeah, old Rusty Ham there is going to need to get a tetanus shot after the shooter, Filthy Tom Waller, gets a hold of him. He's not going to step back into the fold from NXT, from wherever he was down in Florida, from the now defunct Ring of Honor. He was getting around, you know? He, he was uh, he was doing pretty well for himself, but not as well as I've been doing. So, Taylor Rust, you, I mean... Good job. You earned yourself the V7 title defense from Filthy Tom Waller. But that's as close as you're getting to that strong open weight title. Are you going to choke him out just on principle of this? Uh, are you going to beat him, like, you know, within an inch of his life? But just right before you can knock him out for good, you know, just a 12 to 6 elbow, you decide to instead jerk him back and wrap your arms around his throat and just choke the life out of this man. Is that I? Because I would. That if I had the ability to, after something like that, I would want to. You know, Mike. I often think about what I would do to opponents if I had the opportunity to do more than just simply defeat them. Uh, and after you're attacked by somebody who you consider a friend, 
who you consider one of your own compadres like I did Taylor Rust. I've got something very, very special in store for him. I'm going to sit him down. I might, you know, take his breath away, take away a little bit of his consciousness with a choke. But once I see that he's about to go out, I'm going to lift his head up and I'm going to go, you know what, Taylor? I've got something more painful for you to do than even I can lay on you. And I'm going to force him to watch Lash Legend versus Saray from 205 Live. If, if, if we could find the entire thing somewhere online. Yes. <laughs> so as the best transition possible, because I was going to, I was going to ask you the first time you saw uh, Taylor, did, was he dropping elbows like Lash Legend? Is that what he had picked up down there and decided <laughs> to bring home to uh, like show off? To, <laughs> I can imagine him like, Shibata son, this is, this is what I've learned. And he starts dropping that elbow. What? <laughs> Well, you know what? I'd like to think that he was doing much of her training, uh, you know, over the past few months. But um, for those of you that don't know what we're referring to, there was a match on 205 Live between Saray uh, and Lash Legend, who, uh, bless her heart, I would say is not ready for television uh, at this point uh, based on her in-ring abilities and in-ring action. And uh, this was one of – there's been – a lot of very, what would it be, maligned women's matches over the years. Uh, yes. We had Al, my, my, can you say it on the air? Um, Al, my vagina. Uh, yes, that would work fine. From one of the females. <laughs> um, and this is another one that's going to go down in the, in the books as, yes, yes, a legendary match from Lash Legend and Saray. What was it? Rebel in, in, what do we have? Who was that? Was it Charmel and Rebel in T? I forget. That, look, there were some bad women's matches in Impact, and this, this was amazing. And I know this, there were people online that, because of certain people on the internet who said things about this match, people wanted to run and defend it for some godforsaken reason. And look, I understand that maybe some of the people that talked about this match, their reputations precede them, so that's maybe why you didn't want to give it any weight. But here's a fact. I And I know I was not the only one at this website that was alerted way before this match aired that you are going to be seeing the most edited match in the history of WWE. And, you know, we saw that, and I, you know, was it a joke? Was it really true? I don't know, because I've never actually seen the entire match. Because I saw the clip of it go up everywhere. WWE tweeted clips of this match. I don't know what they were trying to prove, but they tweeted clips of this match. And it says, go to Peacock to watch it. I go to Peacock to watch it. The last 205 Live that is uploaded to Peacock is December 3rd's edition. So I have to click to more like this. I figure, okay, I'll click on, is there clips of it? And there were clips of it. So if you go to more like this, if for some reason, like mine, and I assume it's the same for everybody, it's not on Peacock, you can find all three minutes and 12 seconds of this clip that they tweeted out. And I would have thought at least they would have had a bunch of edits and shown the ending, but no, they cut it off with a missile dropkick from Saray after... Two amazing elbow drops from Lash Legend, a fallaway slam that was something else, and a a very unique takedown pinning combination for which Lash Legend then got up and just walked away from. 
Well, Mike, I was lucky enough to actually see the entire match. Uh, I, through alternative means, I also looked on Peacock and could not find you the You were always upload. about alternative means in your life. <laughs> well, especially when it comes to something as important as this, you know, as enticing as this matchup is. Um, and what I can say is that, well, I'll ask a question, Mike. Who do you think won the match? Hmm. You know what? I am actually going to think about this hard over the break because I know we're getting close to it. And I will give you, without looking it up, without trying to find it, I will give you my honest answer when we get back from break. I promise you that. You could have dropped in something at the end. Wrestling Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you, filling in for Brian Alvarez this week in the big boy hosting chair. And I'm joined by filthy Tom Lawler, New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, and your friend here at F4WOnline.com. Filthy for dailies, usually every Monday for subscribers over at WrestlingObserver.com. But since Brian is floating along in the ocean alongside Oreo, Filthy is here with us today, and we're going to be talking a little bit about New Japan Strong, talking a little bit about uh, SmackDown as well as Stardom, but, you know, the women's wrestling of the weekend that has taken the most attention from everybody uh, has been Lash, Legend, and Saray, and there was no finish in the, the match that I saw that I mentioned, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably shouldn't do this. At least I'm hoping Saray was the one that came home with the title or with with the title, uh, with with the match. <laughs> the title of what? <laughs> exactly. The title of person that didn't lose the Lash Legend. Well, Mike, if you could believe it or not, the finish of the match was indeed Saray winning with a pull of the tights on a oh, roll. Come on. Yes, I promise you. Lash Legend did a O'Connor roll. Uh, she pulled Saray's tights. Saray rolled through and pulled the tights of Lash Legend, pinned her, and then was sent to the floor with a big boot by Lash Legend, who then told her she will have to remember the night where she lashed out. <laughs> this had to be a rib. It had to be a rib. On the they viewers? Put, well, I mean, just from like, maybe this is like an inside rib. They've put matches of Lash Legends up on 205, and it is, or on clip form before, and it is obvious that she's not ready to be on TV, and this is not her fault. She's obviously a great athlete. She's got a great personality. They wanted to rush her into having a talk show. Okay, fine with all of that sort of stuff, but she's still developing who she is, what she is, and I understand that it's 205 Live and not a lot of people see it, but then when you have WWE, their main Twitter feed, and I'm sure Instagram and everywhere else, they are tweeting this stuff out. It's like, how does this make Saray or Lash Legend look good? Why is it something that we, the people, needed to see from these folks? Why was this necessary to put out there? What part of the learning process is show your ass this badly when we absolutely, you know, don't have to let you do that? Like, I, I don't understand why you would do this to somebody when it's unneeded to, when you have plenty of other people there that you could have a pretty cool five-minute package you could put together and have on the show. Yeah, it's not as if they don't have the parts there to have, you know, good matches uh, in the women's division. But, you know, they I guess they have to get experience somewhere without having any sort of touring shows at the time. This is the spot. Now, uh, why you would then feature it on your social media and television programs uh, knowing. I mean, someone has to know that this wasn't up to par 
you know, with the rest of what we saw. And, and we saw a variety, if you look over the week, a variety of different styles of female wrestling, different presentations when it comes to female wrestling. We saw this match uh, on SmackDown. We had what was largely just an angle uh, between two, you know, very capable athletes in, in Shayna and Naomi. Uh, and, and they are just playing essentially, you know, second fiddle in a long, very long storyline between Sonya and Naomi. Uh, and then we had the stardom pay-per-view, which featured, you know, some of the best, not only, I would say, female workers in the world, but some of the best wrestlers, you know, regardless of sex or gender orientation or whatever on the stardom roster. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah to that. And we, we're going to get to that. But I just want to re rewind back for a second here. You know, did you did you see Sari when she was in Japan and like matches against like Chichiro Hashimoto and, and women like that? It just it was a dicey proposition with her coming over to the States anyway, you know, being you know in Mako Satomura's vein. But I honestly thought that. One, I thought Mako was going to come over here, and I thought that would make sense as to why she would be here as opposed to going to UK and them going together to UK. But, you know, she comes over here, and it's like it was obvious in a lot of ways. It was a square peg, round hole. It felt like that. But it's like, okay, well, maybe we can get something out of this, you know, because she does have, you know, a look. And she, you know, there are benefits to, I think, Saray cosmetically and work-wise being in WWE, but... You know, the more the changes have happened, you know, she's kind of gotten shuffled around. And I don't know, especially after you know, when you're watching stardom, you know, we were watching that. You know, I don't know how long she's going to be there, but and I, you don't have to be a pundit on this. But like, what do you think about Saray in NXT and in this 2.0 universe that we have now? Does she even fit there or would you actually send her to UK at the first available opportunity and go, Okay, Kaylee Ray and Mako and so and some of the women, B Priestley, you know, some of the people that are over there, maybe she's better off with. I mean, am I making the decisions? Yeah, then I'm going to put her with uh, people that she's going to have the best matches with, and uh, that's probably not in the role that she's in, you know, right now. I think one of the things about developmental too is that you want to prepare these upcoming wrestlers for what they're going to face on the main roster, and. I mean, is Lash Legend really going to face another Saray on the main roster? I mean, they where's Asuka? You know what I mean? It seems as if they've yeah. even moved away from that style of wrestler uh, on the main roster. There's no... Are there any Japanese females up there now? I mean, besides no, Asuka? Asuka no. being off, that's it. And, and if you look at what they're doing with, with Mandy Rose and you look at what they're doing with... Uh, uh, toxic attraction if this is the idea of what they want to do which is obviously downplaying the physical wrestling as opposed to some of the gaga and the look of how you do how you do that wrestling you know it, it's it's not it doesn't feel very good you know it always amazed me that john morrison was not like to me he was the perfect guy to go to nxt and be a bridge for a lot of those people i think oscar's the same way but now she's just disappeared completely, and it's like, yeah, I mean, if that's what they want on the main roster, then, yeah, there really is no place for Saray there, it doesn't feel like. Uh, and one of the things that they actually talked about it, Nigel McGinnis talked about it on commentary during that match, was that when Saray arrived, she was hot. She was on a win streak, and now she's kind of just fallen by the wayside. And, you know, you would think that in this 
if I was booking this and you're trying to uh, elevate Lash Legend, clearly they have some sort of future plans for her or did, you would be giving her the win here, not somebody who you're portraying on commentary as, you know, being on a losing streak. And then after the match, Legend lays her out anyways. She goes, hey, you know what? You interrupted me, but you're so darn cute. That, that was actually what she said. She said, you're so darn cute, but then... I'm going to make you pay for lashing out or whatever she said. So I really don't understand what they're going with here for. So I don't know. The opposite of the hook debut. Yeah. So the opposite of the hook debut with, with Lash Legend. Did you ever watch Showtime at the Apollo? Did you ever watch that? No. Yeah, the amateur night. And see, the amateur night would happen, and somebody would come out there, they'd be terrible, and they'd bring out the Sandman, and the Sandman had a big hook, and he'd come out there and he'd start pulling them away, and it's like the anti-hook. It's like the Sandman's hook. That's what Lash Legend, that's what she had going on. <laughs> and it's not her fault. As you mentioned, your, their job is to supposed to bring these folks al or, you know, along in the best way possible, and I don't know if featuring her matches right now is the best way possible, but women's matches of feature that were awesome certainly came out of uh, stardom this past weekend the pay-per-view that they had which was you know there were there was a, a pros and cons about it almost the entire thing was a big pro there was a the captain's fall elimination match which we'll get into with Oedo Tai and Queen's Quest was kind of it was you could see it coming from a zillion miles away and that wasn't very fun but the battle over the artist of stardom titles and the 10 million million dollar yen uh battle between the the units was great i thought and the elimination match ladder match at the end was something else and Tom, this was a ladder match kind of felt like from back in the day because that was a ladder that was straight out of the hardware store. It was not reinforced. It didn't look safe. But those women uh, at the end uh, came down to uh, Micah, Himeka, and Natsupoy representing Donna Del Mondo against the uh, stars unit of Tam Nakano. And, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Well, no, that's right. I'm sorry. It was Mayu Iwatani. My, I'm sorry. I always put Tam Nakano in there. But Mayu Iwatani, uh, Heiska, and uh, Kuguma. And it was, again, the, 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 the matches. Where do you want to start with this? Because the final was excellent. But do you want to build up the entire show? Or how do you want to go through this? Well, I mean, let's start off by talking about what this show was. And this is something that I wish, you know, WWE, AEW, virtually every company around the world would do and that is come up with a different sort of concept they this pay-per-view was built around a the trios tournament uh between all of the the top factions but there was also 10 million yen on the line in a briefcase and in the finals if you reach the finals you have to compete for this 10 million yen in an elimination ladder match which sounds about as crazy or was about as crazy as it sounds so uh, I think it's very important to, you know, kind of outline that because going into this, you don't need, you know, great knowledge of every single wrestler. You don't need great knowledge of all the inner workings between the different factions. You just need to know that there's a tournament going on for 10 million yen and that everybody's going for it. Absolutely. And you know what? Well, since we're getting close to break here, I will set the stage. Marvelous had a unit involved. There were Stars, Cosmic Angels, Queen's Quest. So there were, again, we'll get into the breakdown of who was in this tournament as we 
We we come back from break here. Wrestling Observer Live. Oh yeah, and we'll mention Raw as well too when we get back. Bye. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenInfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to CancerScreenInfo.com today. CancerScreenInfo.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Mike Sempervivi back with you, Wrestling Observer Live, joined by filthy Tom Lawler. Believe it or not, we're talking about stardom, Osaka Super Wars. That was just on pay-per-view, I guess in a a few days. Uh, it should be up on the Stardom streaming service, but they started offering their big shows on pay-per-view, and really, it's completely worth it because 
the action is incredibly good. We talked about the uh, unit battle that they were doing, the tournament that they were doing uh, between Donna Del Mondo, Marvelous, Stars, and Cosmic Angels, Marvelous, uh, Takumi Aroha, uh, Rin Katakura, and Maria came over to work this tournament. They lost to Donna Del Mondo in the first round. Uh, Stars upset, what seemed like an upset over Cosmic Angels in the second semifinal match, which led to the finals. And there was a stipulation that each unit had to name what they were going to do with the win and with the money. And all of the groups said, well, we'd like to have a, a show that people could be involved with. The fans could either come for free or we'd have a, a nice little get together and, and a fan fest. And except for Donna Del Mondo, who said, this is about our vacation. We're going on vacation and we're going to, to take care of ourselves with this. Now, there was some drama leading into it as Jamaica and Natsupoy of Donna Del Mondo or the, the unit is... What are they calling themselves? Hi, Poi. Poi. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've been kind of beefing back and forth now for a little while. And that actually came together in the uh, the main event as well, too, in the finals. But, Tom, what did you think about, number one, the, the two tag matches themselves and then the final of, of the latter match where, I got to be honest, there were obviously some, you know, spotty moments and shaky moments, but I don't. I don't know how many of those women have ever been involved in a ladder match. And so for them to do it, I, I thought, you know, for the first one, uh, put on a hell of a show. Yeah, there were some absolutely insane moments in that finals match. But uh, going back to the first round with Marvelous and Donna Del Mondo, this is uh, besides Takumi Aroha, who was, you know, featured in the five star Grand Prix. Uh, this is my first time seeing the other, other Marvelous girls. Marvelous is a. I guess I would call it a struggling promotion uh, fair. in Japan at the time. And they're over here working to try to, uh, you know, gain some notoriety back for their home company. And I thought that they all looked good. You know, uh, I was my first time seeing them. Uh, Maria did a ton of cool flying submissions and I thought they all came off well, even in losing to, you know, Donna Del Mondo, who you had to imagine was going to move on to the finals here being the champions. Uh, and then stars and cosmic angels, as you said, it was kind of an upset, uh, with stars pulling out the victory, the way that they worked the entire match. It seemed as if, uh, the team of cosmic angels, Unagi Sayaka, Mina Shirakawa and Tam Nakano, uh, were going to pull it out. But, uh, in the end, there was a roll up by Hazuki that gave stars the win, a quick roll up, and they moved on to the finals. Um, which we could talk about now, Mike. You know, it felt like Mina Shirakawa was was in for that entire match. Now, in the in the the finals too, and this is one way they kind of regulated the ladder match was that they did have to have tags in and out. And even though that there was, you know, help when it came to basing the ladder, and there were still spots with people all over the place, like they seemed to try to regulate it that way. But like with the, you know, with the the semifinals, it was just you know kind of people going in and out and. It was, it just kind of seemed like, you know, even though she was looking like she was going to get the win there for a while, it felt like Shirakawa was never tagged out. People came in and out, but she was actually the official participant the entire time before she ended up the, uh, Hazukstral Cradle, uh, from Hauska that ended up giving them the surprise finish and got them the win and into the finals. And as you mentioned, I thought the finals, 
again, that ladder and some of the spots that were that took place were incredible. Uh, Micah, the superplex off the ladder, which on uh, Nakano, and I liked how it was those two were the first ones to do a big spot because Nakano, arguably the most experienced uh, one I- of the- I- Iwatani. Oh, I'm sorry, Iwatani, one of the be- I keep doing this, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Micah, who is a very strong base and able to pull something like that off. Again, ladder set up in the corner. Came off. It, it was a it looked very impressive from the camera angle, but was not out of control, but looked really, really impressive. Now Mike, Mike, yes. isn't the whole story between Tam Nakano and Mayu Iwatani is that she can't get out of her shadow? <laughs> isn't that isn't that it am i am, am i missing something here well you <laughs> you can't even i'm being she bought can't off. even step out of her shadow on this I show know. I, i'm sorry okay my apologies but yeah so iwatani look iwatani then got her revenge with a moonsault off the top of that ladder Ugh. and that i tell you what they had uh, kicked uh, Micah off, and and all of a sudden, all three women were on top of her and beating her down. And Iwatani climbed up to the top of that ladder. Uh, the other two were, were holding it for her, but the, the moonsault, and again, the camera angle off of that was so incredibly impressive looking. I thought that was, to me, that was the best-looking move of the match. It wasn't maybe the most spectacular or dangerous. That may have come a little bit later on with Kaguma's dive, but yeah. I thought that was easily the spot of the match. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to check out some GIFs or if you're going to see clips of this or see some spots, it's definitely going to be the big Micah Superplex, which she paid for and was eliminated quickly afterwards. It's going to be the Mayu Iwatani um, moonsault off this very, very tall ladder. And then we had Natsupoy dive onto everybody from the post and wipe everybody out, which, you know, you kind of expect from her at this point. And to be fair, and this is, you know, I'm not calling out anybody's weight in wrestling for any reason, but Natsupoy also probably weighs 84 pounds. I'm not sure what well, she's, she's billed at, but. Yeah, she's the smallest. I look at their weights when they put them up there, and I believe they put Utami Hayashishida at 64 kilos, which is like barely over 130. And she is, you know, one of the bigger females out there. I mean, she's no jumbo princess, um, but. <laughs> No one is, except except for Himeka. Uh, and then what I would actually call the most dangerous, and you alluded, uh, you know, alluded to it earlier, was the spot where Koguma walked up the ladder. They have the ladder in the ring. It's super high. Now, granted, everybody's set up on the outside ready to catch her for this dive, but Koguma's not very tall. She's not very big. And seeing her... She's her, built like a bowling ball. Her Her tiny body leap off of this ladder to the floor was death defying for everyone involved and it was awesome it it was and she and the thing was she hit and and everybody went down but damned if Mayu and and Hauska didn't jump back into the ring so they could then go back and immediately afterwards go diving back out with with dives and topes onto Natsupoi and, and Mike in Jamaica and it's like haven't they suffered enough right there? They just just brutal. Uh, but then Koguma ended up getting eliminated with a lariat and a roll-up by Himeka. And then I thought, again, this closing the story of these two feuding with each other, Himeka and, and actually helped Natsupoi up 
off the ground, off the ropes, carried her up the ladder with her, and helped be the base for Natsupoi to undo the uh, briefcase and take that massive, by the way, this was not like a small little briefcase, this was like a, a massive production uh, box that they had up there with the money involved in it, so she ends up getting it down, and it looks as though Donna Del Mondo has their vacation fund. They sure do, and I can't wait to see if there's going to be picture books or whatever else they come up with out of that. But this was a, this is a great tournament. Uh, we don't have, I'm sure we don't have much more time to talk about this show, but we should mention obviously the big turn of Momo Watanabe betraying her teammates after fighting alongside them for 20 plus minutes, betraying her teammates, and like you mentioned, you could see it coming a mile away. Azumi fought her heart out in this captain's fall match to keep Momo Watanabe alive at various points. And then Momo just bashed her with a chair at the end and became the black peach of Queen's Quest. And, you know, to be fair, I mean, if you watch Momo, if you I view her as a heel, I think she's going to be much more effective uh, in this role. You know, I didn't really buy her as a as a baby face much, uh, to be fair. So I'm happy with the result, but I guess I could say the way that they got there left me perplexed a little bit. I'd like to see just the, the quick turn if you're going to do so. You know, why fight for 20 minutes alongside your friends to make it appear like you're not going to cheat and turn on them when you could just do so right off the bat? Yeah, either that or you do something where you keep everybody away so you build to that one big moment where you don't know what that person's going to do and then they go ahead and make the decision. And this was an elimination match, so you could have done that uh, between Queen's Quest and Oedo Tai. Konami and Haya Shishida eliminated themselves you know, rather early in the match. Uh, Saya Kamatani was then eliminated by Kashima with a roll-up, so... Uh, then Azumi was tagged in. She quickly uh, took care of Ruaka and Sashi Kojima. So Momo had the pin on Starlight Kid, and that's where a lot of this, you know, comes back to with those two kind of going back and forth at each other. And the problem with all this is, is Starlight Kid is the only masked person in the company right now. She's already had to switch factions this year. She was already announced for the new Japan show. So it's like, as that's going on, you look at Queen's Quest and you see Hayashishida and you see Kamiatani and it's like, you know, where does Momo fit in this? So it was really obvious in the direction that they were going. And as you mentioned, 20 minutes, way too long, but they, again, the rest of the show was good. If this was the whole base around the whole thing, it would have felt a little bit more disappointing. They couldn't have gotten more creative, but I guess they just kind of booked themselves into a wall that way. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, the result is the right one. You talked about Starlight Kid, uh, you know, moving over and being a heel on the side of Queen's Quest, and there's absolutely no reason to turn her back, babyface. She has been phenomenal in this role as both high-speed champion and kind of the de facto leader uh, of Queen's Quest at this point uh, with the other, with their real leader out. But um, yeah, I don't think there was even a choice in turning her back. And now you'll have both her and Momo kind of at the top of that faction uh, waiting for the return of their leader. And, uh, you know, like I said, right result. I I probably would have gone a different way to get there, but we have a big pay-per-view coming up. We've got 
sh- match on Wrestle Kingdom on the actual show this time coming from Stardom. So some big things coming out of Japan on the Joshi side. I'm just really happy that it looks like we're also going to get more Cosmic Angels and Donna Del Mondo action because those are my two favorite factions, and I'm completely fine with everything and anything that takes place there. And with uh, less than a minute or so to go in this broadcast, I guess I will mention that tonight's Raw uh, is going to be on the USA Network. They are in Milwaukee, and this don't blame me for this, folks. This was put up on the website yesterday. Another week advance for this show. They were doing two-for-ones in the market, including pushing two-for-ones at Saturday night's Milwaukee's Bucks game. Uh, it was apparently WWE night there with pre-taped segments, including Drew McIntyre, Big E, Bobby Lashley, and Liv Morgan. They have announced a bunch of matches for tonight. Bianca Belair in Dewdrop in a rematch. Damian Priest, Dolph Ziggler in a non-title match. Finn Balor and Austin Theory. Set up last week when Theory uh, didn't impress Vince. So now we've got this. And then the Mysterios against AJ Styles and Omos. So we do get to have Rey Mysterio Jr. and Omos in the same ring at the same time. Cutting edge with Maurice and some other stuff as well, too. We'll put a bow on this thing. We get back from break. Filthy Tom and I, Wrestling Observer Live. there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744 That's 800-756-3744 Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. 
Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi in for Brian Alvarez this week here on Wrestling Observer Live. Filthy Tom Lawler with me today. We had a lot of stuff to get into. We had AIW. We had New Japan Strong. We had Stardom. We had Lash Legend. But one thing we are going to have to get into tomorrow is not Monday Night Raw. Actually, we're probably going to have to get into a little bit of Monday Night Raw But there is GCW from this past weekend that I'm going to have to speak upon, including Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green quitting Game Changer Wrestling, embarrassed themselves once again in a loss to Bussy. My God, getting getting pile-driven and pinned and then being buried under a big sloppy dog pile of Bussy. Can you imagine such a thing, Filthy? Well, not from those two exact participants, but I may have been there once or twice in my life. Uh, Cardona and Chelsea Green leaving GCW, not the only ones out of a job. We also failed to mention Paul Heyman being fired at the hands of Roman Reigns on SmackDown, the most watched wrestling television show uh, on the planet, actually, uh, which we didn't really cover here much of today. But, oh, Maybe that was the wrong statement because it seems as if he's back in the good graces of Brock Lesnar who came to help him afterwards laying out both the Usos and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns beating him down with a chair, him walking through it. And just like Paul Heyman, it looks like we're going to be out, Mike. Thank you for being an advocate for me in the same way that Paul is for that big, giant, overalled man, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, it's the only match anybody wants and. We're going to continue on with it, and looks like Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, back together as the way things should be. Who knows? Filthy and I may be back together tomorrow. I don't know. He's definitely going to be here again this week. I can promise you that. And sooner or later, we're going to find out what the hell happened to Greg the Hammer Valentine, who was supposed to be here today. Mike Sempervivi, Filthy Tom, Wrestling Observer Live. Talk to you again after a while.